part. See how the styles are continually changing and shifting. The thoughts are continually changing and moving. Emotional bodies moving. Physical sensations are continually changing. Noticing that which is unchanging. That which is not a thought, a physical sensation, of sensory perception, of emotion, not even of the heart. which is ever-present. Silent. Still. in the essence of who we are
deep breaths together. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Open your eyes. Take a few moments to look around the space in silence. Notice that things feel more vibrant, colorful, alive, present.
I have a question actually for you. How do you know when you stopped meditating? Meditate. <laughs> you notice you haven't been? When it, yeah. How do you define meditation? <coughs> well, um, being, being present to, it's hard to, the, I guess trying to, being present to the fullness of what is, and I don't know, I'll, yeah. I guess I usually will. I don't know. So I guess I was gonna say it's like when I when I feel lost in thought, but. Not necessarily that. When I, I guess it's when I'm trying to, when I f feel like there's a something that needs to change in my experience, mm -hmm. and I am struggling with that thing. Mm -hmm. And then I notice, when, then when I notice that, oh wait, that's not a problem, that's there. Mm -hmm. And then I, yeah, that's when I notice that, you know, what, what I would, you know, see as not meditating. Mm -hmm. I like that definition. <laughs> <coughs> really powerful to sit together with the focus on presence and the focus on being without the emphasis on changing something. Something really 
powerful in this space, something really healing, something that's really transformative. And paradoxically, in a certain way, actually allows a lot to move, to change. Or you could say it really allows everything to change. Because actually everything always is changing in the world of form, time, world of time and space. So in some interesting, interesting awareness where wanting something to change, but you wanting something to change is actually a form of resistance to that which is ever-changing, which is fine, but it's just good to be aware of that and notice it. It's like in this um, resting in absolute stillness and silence is where there's absolute flow. Where there's absolute flow, there's absolute stillness and silence. So it's really it's really interesting to explore these these apparent polarities. And like the deeper that you go into the polarities, you start to question, are there really is any of them really two different things? So, yeah, meditation and non-meditation, <laughs> for lack of a better word, um, life and death, it's the same thing, it's like, If you don't fully embrace death, then you can't fully embrace life. If you don't really fully embrace life, you don't fully embrace death. And what is death? The only thing death could be, really, is just an absolute letting go. And what is life? The only thing life can be really, if you really want to live, is an absolute letting go. How about resistance and acceptance? <clears throat> I was trying to see how those could be the same. Resistance and acceptance. <laughs> yeah, so you accept your resistance. So interesting, the only way to quote-unquote stop resisting is to accept your resisting. Because if you resist your resistance, <laughs> it's just creating more resistance. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, we can all laugh at that, but that's like, it's really difficult to see that in the moment. You know, because it's in such subtle ways, you know, there's a sense of like, um, resisting resistance. smile on that.
inside and outside. It's like relative. It's really powerful to be present and be available for conversation or communication and that sense of not, what you were speaking of, like not trying to change something. It just, it's, so if you're not trying, because trying to change something is really like trying to get to the next, a future moment, right? But if you're not trying to get to a future moment, then you're here. You know, and like, what do we, what do we long for the most in like conversation or communication or relationship or intimacy? It's like someone to be here with us, like regardless of what's arising, like that's the kind of love that we long for. And we have to ask, do we give that love to ourselves? And then there's the potential to experience that with another person, or maybe three or four or five or six or seven. You know, we can sit in this incredible space of this immense presence together. And yeah, there's something there's something I used to say which is God is always available. God has to be always available. Because if God wasn't always available, then it wouldn't be God. So that's how that's that's actually how you can reckon. It's like there's a book, Deepak. How do I know God? Well, that's a great way to know God, because God would be something. If something that's not available at certain times, it wouldn't be God. So God is always available. The only question is, are you available? And. How do we become available just by being present? Because God's always available. So where is God? God would... The only place God could ever be is now. The only here and now. The only time and place here and now. So then this leads to like this leads to a really interesting question. Say one of the biggest questions 
is to be available, you have to, your mind needs to be quiet, you know, like the chatter, or the, the, as it's sometimes called, the monkey mind, the, the, needs to quiet down, to be available. So, then there's the question, how do I quiet my mind? How do I quiet my mind to be available for God? It's a great question, right? <clears throat> just that question I mean I'm actually just like it's like my heart is just touched by the question how do I quiet my mind and be available for God anyone have any ideas Breath is in the moment. Having uh, the intention to try to control anything, just like having a lack of all control. And I also find um, like focusing on my heart and just like falling into my heart.
our senses, sight, touch, feeling, sound, to kind of draw our awareness back to like a point of focus. That's probably my go-to, my senses. I, at least in my sight, I hate meditating with my eyes closed because the only way for me to like disconnect with my actual thoughts is just to stare at the patterns that things form. So they stop being what we're taught they are and just become like little patterns of colors and grooves and, and that helps me clear my mind. something about getting them out of here mm -hmm. and like onto yeah. something else. Yeah, like before bed. Like, yeah. like I, oh god, I have so much to do. But then if I just write it down, then it sink in. Actually, that can be that can be meditative too. Like if you have something that you are processing, like some sort of creative, like mm -hmm. you know, we need our mind to work through that too. I guess it just becomes a problem if it becomes <coughs> a problem or starts to take over. Yeah, like lose lose your alignment in it or something. Yeah. going and you're just unconsciously lost in it and you can't apply your awareness to it. Right. Like there's a practice called proprioceptive writing that it bears a lot of similarity to meditation but your focus, what you're giving laser beam focus to your thoughts mm. and you're actually 
actually tuning into them in a way that's like laser, like yeah. finding them and then like giving them voice and expression and asking questions of them um, so that you're just like actually allowing it to just, and you're not judging or evaluating or um, or even expecting them to to like be the same thoughts that you're gonna have later mm -hmm. and just like letting them do what they do but you're still like watching them in a very clear way mm -hmm. it comes to the focal points of the breath might become in the space of that right it's almost like a transcendence to like time space not in like an unconscious <coughs> way but like a deeply like like you said laser like focus you know and then when the, once the mind's like one pointed I think that that's when we can access like God and consciousness or create creativity and yeah kind of reminds me of when you have children and <clears throat> you know, often the thing that works the best is if they want attention, you just give them real attention. You put them up on your lap, you look mm -hmm. in their eyes, you know. And once they've gotten that, then, then they're happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do the same thing with your thoughts, you know, <laughs> instead of trying to get rid of them. To put it in words, I'd say in this moment, I'd say the best way to quiet the mind is to recognize who you really are. So, sort of a mind-blowing realization. It sort of changes the whole, <laughs> the whole game, or really destroys it, actually. So, how do I quiet my mind? Anybody have any ideas? I kind of tripped you guys on that one. Mm -hmm. I said, do you have any ideas? That was, that was more mine. Um, but, but, there's a certain realization where there's, there's actually no way to quiet your mind. Because there's, There's a sense of duality. There's a vision of a separate self here, and there's a quiet mind over there, which is a concept, and then the separate self wants to get over there. 
and but you're not really a separate self over here and there's really nothing over there and you're actually never going to get to that place that you think you're going to get to. <clears throat> so actually you start to recognize that even the thoughts are continually changing even if emotions are continually changing even if the physical body comes and goes, dies, birth, even if um, physical sensations continually changing, even experiences are continually changing, this essence of who I am is unchanging. It's not dependent upon these temporary passing conditions. that come and go and so then who am I what what am I like, what am I that's unchanging it can't be a form it can't be a sound it can't be a shape it can't be an idea can't be a concept, can't be a body. So who am I really? Who are we really? So you can say it in different ways and none of those ways is <coughs> Tolle would say they're just pointers, so you can't you can never actually put the absolute truth in the words. But one thing that's one way you could point to it of that which is unchanging, that which is ever present, is silence. Silence is unchanging and ever present. Even when it's super loud, the silence is still there. And even when it's kind of quiet, the silence is still there. Even when it's like a little bit loud, the silence is still there. So the silence is, that was just unchanging. So then, but, but I'm always here. I'm never not here. Right? So then, who am I? Well, the silence must be me. I must be the silence. I'm not like a person or an idea or a, you know, a gender or an age or a profession or like that's, that can be the expression of who I am in a particular fragment of time in the relative world. But it's not the essence of who I am. So, the way to quiet the mind is to recognize who I really am, which is the silence, even amidst sound, even amidst noise, even amidst 
any and all passing conditions. And that's the, what's, what's really exciting about this is this is the deepest sense of communion. So we want to feel a sense of connection and intimacy and love and it's like when, they, when people say namaste, it's like that which is in me recognizes that which is in you, right? Um, and there's this sense of like, this thing in me is the same here as this thing in you that's over there. It's really like sweet, you know? But this is like deeper than that. This is like, there's not even a me over here and you over there. There's not even a distance, there's not even a bridge to cross. Because silence has no division. You can't divide silence, there's nothing there. So, that's why we're all one, because there's, nothing, there's no way to divide what's actually here. So, that's like the, that's like, now I mean, that's like, that's self-realization, I mean, that's, that's, that's awakening. <clears throat> spiritual liberation. And that's, the amazing thing, that's not even the end, there's another part. That's just, that's just, that's just the first part. Um, but that's the most essential part. So then the second part is there is form. There is, there is me here and you there. There is thoughts. There is emotion. There is experiences. There is professions. There is gender. There is all these, all these ways of separating, you know? So, and that's when you have the wrong time and space. You can't have time and space without things. If there's no things, there's no time and space. So there's no world without things. Right? Things is like, this is separate from this. This is a thing, this is a thing, this is a thing. So, the second part is the, the silence, the spaciousness, the stillness. It wants to play in the world of form. Really what it wants to do is create. Create the world of form. So that leads into what, what you were speaking to um, about thought, about the sense of like, I'm afraid that I'll kind of lose like good ideas or good, good thoughts. Good, yeah. Insights. And what I find really fascinating is that when we when we're in when we recognize ourselves as the silence, that's when creativity comes through. That's when the creative energy comes through. So that's when the, the best thoughts, the creative thoughts, come through, right? And when we're when we're lost in the world of when we're lost in the mind, then we're just spinning around and we're kind of regurgitating the same things over and over, and anxieties and worries and conditioned things that are from you know, probably thousands and thousands of years ago that are being that we're we're just in the midst of and we feel like we can't get out and we're trapped and all of that. Um, but we're actually not trapped. 
right? And we're actually not caught inside that realm of the mind. So when we recognize yourself as a silence, then you're a clear, open, available channel for God, for spirit, for the creative intelligence to move through you. So now it's like the full package. It's like you're totally not of this world at all. And you're a pure, empowered, creative force in this world. But it's not, like Jesus said, not my will, thy will be done. Or just flip it to a Star Wars metaphor. May the force be with you. Right? So it's something like, it's not like, oh, me, the egoic separate self is like doing all this great stuff, you know? It's like there's something, you're just empty. And something, you're, when, you, when you empty empty out, you can be filled. You can be filled by something that's like, has, a, has an intelligence that's connected to the universe. So it's like universal creative intelligence. So you can create like amazing stuff. You know, but only only when you're not in the way, <laughs> then this amazing creativity can move through you. Does that make sense, Kara? never quite silent like underneath all that is it's like a hum it's like a just a slight slight like it's not distracting it's not like bad it's it's really like good it feels really but it's never for me it's never like I can't hear anything like if I go down 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 it's like just a little bit of like a vibe vibration or a hum that's the best way for me to describe it so what would happen if the hum wasn't there? Would you be dead? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> or if it changed. If it was like, it wasn't a hum, it was a hmm. It was a hmm, I'm a hum. So isn't it really about sound? It's really about awareness. So whatever you're aware of is temporary. 
there's nothing that you that you can be aware of that's like doesn't have a beginning and an end even if it's a trillion years it still has a beginning and end right so the silence is in recognizing the space that transcends the content so pure awareness itself but is it pure awareness even like a little bit static a little bit of a pulse So there's like a noticing something. I'm noticing like a little bit of a pulse. I'm noticing mm -hmm. a hum. Mm -hmm. So like who's noticing that? Right? Like something's arising in the awareness. It's awesome to get down to these like super subtle levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a question. I don't know if I'm in the same realm that you're explaining, but to me the quietest place I've ever been to was Times Square. And the reason I personally found it quiet was because of the disconnect with all the other human beings, right? You can walk between millions of people and everybody's so focused on what they're doing that there's no connection at all. So I know every time we get together in groups, you know, you always say that silence is how we communicate subconsciously and all that, right? So I don't know if my question is coming clear, but if we are connecting in this, like to me, connecting in the silence feels noisy. Is that like, because I'm not looking at it properly? Does that make sense? Connecting in the silence means connecting without words? Like when, when I'm surrounded by humans that acknowledge my presence or mm. beings that acknowledge my presence, mm. it doesn't feel silence anymore. To me, it feels you feel energetic, energetic yeah, like, mm -hmm. loud, in a way. So to me, silence would be me alone, but being that we're all one, mm -hmm. you know, you know I, I don't know if that's a question. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend once that said, he said he loved being in the city because he didn't feel noticed. He didn't want to be seen. He wanted to be mm -hmm. invisible. And, and in the city, he felt invisible. Yes, definitely, yeah. On the other hand, in small towns, when somebody walks by, you know, they'll acknowledge your presence, and it's a totally different experience. That means surrounded by millions of people. What if you could be in silence, whether you're in a city, or in a small town, or in nature? I get the nature, and I get the big city. Small town where people, like, what if, your attention. what if you could be in silence if people were drawing your attention and they knew who you were and they were saying, hey, how you doing? That would be great. The, the final thing to, to, to see is that what I'm pointing at is unconditional. Mm -hmm. So anything that, if in any way it's conditional, then it's not what I'm pointing at. It has to be something that is available in any circumstance. And that's what makes it so great. That's what that's what's so that's the liberation. That's the that's the freedom. Is that oh, this is like always available to me in any circumstance, in any situation, with, no matter what the noise level is. Mm -hmm. And the thing that 
comes closest to the idea of silence to me is um, acceptance. Just complete acceptance. Just mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I connect better to the word stillness than silence. <laughs> I like the word space. Just like you know, you have all of this space, and I can just yeah. expand out to the space. And also the word hum, because I feel like the experience of the awareness. So it's like there's an awareness, there's awareness everywhere, and everything is just the awareness of itself. But if I'm like really feeling in to my awareness of everything that is, then my experience of it does become like this kind of hum, but like not one that's a sound per mm -hmm. se. Mm -hmm. Primordial so Om. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so so. <laughs> mm -hmm. All of that is one of the unique from that, like the unique forms mm -hmm. arise. Unique. But what's behind that? Space is a is a space is a is a perfect um, also metaphor. Space is always present. Any situation, any circumstance, there's always space. Even if it seems like there's a lots and lots of stuff, the only way you could possibly be aware of lots and lots of stuff is if you were aware of the space. That's, That's easier for me to yeah. grasp, like the way she expressed how she, you know, no matter what's around her, she can express. I mean, expand her space. Like I, I can get that. Like that's clear and relate to this one. Expand your space. Like yourself, your essence, your being, your your nothing. So what I'm talking about, you can never possibly expand it or contract it. Because if you could expand it or contract it, that means it's a thing. It's this, it's this. It could be bigger. It could be smaller. But this can't be bigger or smaller. Your awareness of it can. Mm -mm. You can't even you you. There's nothing to be aware of. Anything that you're aware of is not what I'm talking about. So it's like an awareness of. So how can you put into words something? You can't. I said that the right. It's perfect. I said that. But that's but that's what's so beautiful, you know. It's like it transcends 
anything and everything. And yet, and yet it doesn't exclude anything either. It's, it's in everything. But don't you feel like we all need some sort of human trick to get to that place? Mm -mm. Or that connection or whatever? Nope. To the nothing? No. I actually feel exactly the opposite. No tricks. Yeah, I feel like we don't need anything. Because if we needed something, then it wouldn't be. <laughs> I feel like if you're like a newborn child. What's that? If you're a newborn child, you can probably tap into it right away. Uh -huh. But, you know, 40 years later, when you've been conditioned uh -huh. to live like a human, yeah. you needed some sort of trick to get you there. But the trick is only going to strengthen the sense of a separate self. Yes, that's, that's definitely my problem. <laughs> right, so there's no, yes. there's no trick. There's no need for a trick. <clears throat> it, and I mean, I, I like to just, you know, see it as loving, you know, loving with it. Absolutely. Which we were, you were talking about in the beginning. And because like then it's not like, okay, I don't need to, like, oh, damn, like, I don't hear the silence. <laughs> like, okay, well, no, I, I just love whatever, um, whatever I'm experiencing. And that's where, and then, and I also recognize, well, I want to get somewhere that I feel like I'm not, uh -huh. but I just love that. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, and, and well, I feel compelled to do something about my present situation. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to love that. Right. And, you know, let's, let's see where, let's see where I get mm -hmm. to. Let's see where, let's, you know, I'll just, yeah, I'll just keep, yeah, from moment yeah. to moment, just keep loving, yeah. loving, loving each moment. And then I find, like, and I, and actually, like, when I, I tried tuning into the, um, putting my attention on the silence, and it's usually not like something, it's not a, something I put my attention on to, but I, I can feel at least like, I don't know, I feel something there just by putting my attention on it. I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, I feel in touch with it in, in some way. Um, uh, yeah, I was going somewhere with that. It's like you're, it's like you're re-anchoring from the attached and identified to um, a story of me and a story of a, a separate self to recognizing yourself as the spaciousness, the silence, the stillness, the infinite, which is ever-present at all times and transcends everything and yet also is within everything. So if you recognize yourself as that which transcends everything and is also within everything, then th that's love. There's no, it's like the most powerful, amazing, beautiful love there is. There's no, every other kind of love is just like make-believe compared to that. It's like you're loving the deepest essence of yourself wherever you look. Whatever you, whatever you encounter. So. It's unification. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but it's not so. It's different than like, oh, 
Brian Piergrossi is in everything and everywhere he looks he like <laughs> sees himself you know he sees his face or something it's like it's like yeah. you the, the, the switch is like no that's not you're not you're not just this little thing right you're this you're the spaciousness stillness silence infinite you don't have to get someplace because it's all you yeah, and then and then yeah. and then we feel this real depth of intimacy together, and that's what I feel so excited about. That's mm -hmm. what the retreats and these these spaces and all the things that like the spaces we're opening are spaces to explore um, being together in this recognition of who we really are, and then how do we express and play and create and dream and envision from this place together. Performing some orchestral thing, and another part of me—I mean, like it's all me. Yeah, sure. There. Yeah, keep going. No, go, go to the right. There. Go, yeah, keep going backwards, and then go to the left. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, what were you say, Robin? Oh, um, you're watching the movie. Oh, just the, the, just so cool to think of yourself as everyone, and how sometimes you know you think, oh, you don't have enough time to do all these things you want to do, but part of you is doing this and doing that and doing this and climbing a mountain and going on a bike ride and <laughs> swimming in the ocean and you know. Yeah. <laughs> if you're everyone, <laughs> you are doing it. <laughs> doing it all. Yeah. If you're everyone, you're Trump. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you're like creating that. racism and doing all kinds of things, you know? That is, that's is another thing get on gets me in touch with gets me more in touch with the truth um, is uh, just carrying the mantra which uh, <laughs> it's used to like and it's still like there's part of me that's like oh, that sounds so narcissistic but um but I've come to you know the, the real feeling that it's completely not and it's but uh, to say I love myself, and you know, to hold, to kind of lightly carry that, and um, but like really like be saying it with like you know like total gusto, mm -hmm. and then I find like everywhere it's like I'm you know everywhere I'm looking it's like I'm saying that, and you know everyone and everything mm -hmm. starts to feel mm -hmm. it's like it, I don't know it's 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 powerful mm -hmm. it's, I find it very powerful. Begins like our retreat, we won. <laughs> so, loving the film. 
sitting by herself when we were out and and uh, she just looked so sweet and I thought somebody she's somebody's like grandma or auntie that they love like crazy you know and wouldn't it be awesome if you could have that kind of love for everybody you see like their like their family would you know in a good situation but you know you could feel that kind of love Somebody in their family would love to be with them right now, but they're not, you know, but... Yeah, what's so beautiful about this realization is it's all-inclusive. Like, it includes everything. There's nothing left out. You know, so... There's nothing where you can say, like, well, it's not... doesn't include this! Because <laughs> otherwise it wouldn't be what I'm talking about. But it has to include everything. That's what's so... Yeah, so beautiful. whatever is arising it's really that simple it includes whatever is arising and the only thing that really exists is what's arising
do you feel like there's something that's exponentially more powerful about sitting and communing with others in this way? And that's something that's been spoken about like in all the different teachings throughout history. And I think we're just, we're really a tribal species. We're, this is the way we're it's almost like this is our our true body you know? and on some level we feel we, there's like this calling to reconnect um, yeah. it's like there's there's these different brain and heart and nervous system but when we come into presence together and we unify on the relative level, then we're like twice as strong and three times as strong and four times as strong and five times. Mm -hmm. And we're like this, just this organism. Mm -hmm. And you can feel this like energy that's like electric and you could say it's healing. You know? It's healing because there's so much energy like that's available to surge through you. So there's something about coming together like this that's just really uh, powerful. In a field of presence together. Like if we were just, if we were sitting here or not, you know, just whatever, kind of, <laughs> without being present, then it wouldn't be the same quality. You might want to go to Times Square instead. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's something that this world, I don't know, I'm talking relatively, but really needs so bad right now. Yeah. And I think especially for older people, and, but everyone. You know, whenever there's a sense of community, there's just so, so much more happiness. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Community means also um, connecting with other parts of yourself that you may not have integrated inside yourself. In other words, you may not have come to love certain parts of yourself mm -hmm. and other people reflect. The diversity mm -hmm. of other people reflect those aspects mm -hmm. so that's why I think relationships and community are like so difficult for mm -hmm. us even though we long for them mm -hmm. but as we come to love all these parts of ourself um, getting along with somebody becomes much easier you still have your preferences yeah. but but that basic level of like Okay, this is a part of me. It can even you know? become fun, you know. Right. Who particularly seems not like you, but totally agree. Yeah, the minute you, you can you just can make it a challenge, like, oh. Yeah, especially if you're on this path, you know. There's actually this. There's a line in my book that I use in like a playful way of like, the people that challenge you the most, are your soulmates. Mm -hmm. I am not married, Trump. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna <laughs> <laughs> Me 
sad that they they have those aspects. Um, <laughs> there's the aspect there's the, there's where you can have the most growth, the most evolution for your consciousness can come from. Trump's got a lot of soulmates. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows up as I mean. He's kind of cute. Catalyst of evolution. I just don't like Catalyst of evolution. <laughs> <laughs> I find that really powerful when I can the moment I recognize oh wait that person isn't the problem <laughs> they're just reflecting mm -hmm. what I am not don't want to face myself right now and they're doing it perfectly and they're not trying to do it but that's just you know yeah it's just how reality works it's going mm -hmm. to um, you know I thought how like today when I, I was driving to work this morning and um and uh, there's there's some cars driving fast, and there's just bothering me a little bit. And I rec and and you know I thought, God, why can't people just slow down? But then I I remember the day before when cars were driving fast, and I was just like, oh, I was totally fine with it. Like, it wasn't a problem at all. But, yeah, it's, I, reality is perfect. I love how perfect to reflect. And that's God. To me, that's God. It's like, it's showing up. It's like, and when I can say, thank you for, like, that's not, it's not, God isn't doing it to be like, oh, this is, this is what you're like. Um, because that's just me judging myself. But when God is just doing it, um, it's like, hey, this is where, this is where you can grow. This it's always like, it's always like, hey. You can do it. Like this is what you need. This is. I don't know. I can't just say what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I and it's funny how you get into different roles. Like when I was younger, all I wanted to do was be an at-home mother and an artist. And so I found like the person who was like mo so concerned about bothering and money making that okay, great, you do that. You know, because I'm gonna do this. And uh, I remember he would complain, you know, get so frustrated with like bills and things like that that was going on and he'd be all uptight and I'd be like, why are you so worried about all these things, you know, and I'd just be doing my art. <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now I'm with another artist and he's like, he's like, all I want to do is my art. <laughs> and I'm like, now I know why my husband is so <laughs> but I'm like, so you, you get to, you get those different, you know, those different, you get to play different roles. <laughs> yeah, and, and see, see, like, see, like, the where, like, you know, for me, like, where I was judging is something, is a place where I can actually grow in myself, whereas judging another person is being like, oh, God, you're like, yeah, too much of, you know, but I, like you were saying, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I love this space. I'm so grateful for it. 
and um, uh, it opens up like where I mean I see the lightness and I see, I see the, the you know and I see where I can grow better and uh, <laughs> I, like the, the retreat this past past weekend um, uh, in the beginning I just became so aware of just like you know what I was judging <laughs> narcissistic tendencies in myself and just like being arrogant and da 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 and uh and I'm I'm so grateful for you know to see it all to see it all Share anything in words? You keep having this image of gathering around a fire for people and how powerful that is. And it's, it's similar to what you're saying, watching a flame. Mm. Meditation is like group meditation. the flame right there. When are you together with people about the need to do anything? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the fundamental question. You don't need to do anything to be loved or to be appreciated or to be whole. So, like, it's my intention that we, we cultivate Cultivate that space here. You just have to do something to pay the bills. <laughs> Not here, you don't. <laughs> Maybe later on. Yeah, you can teach me about that. You're not right here.
Yeah, well, let's sink in now. Let's just sink into appreciating what's here now. And get in silence for a few moments. Just feel each other, feel the space. Feel what's arising within the space and feel the space in which everything is arising and falling back into. And the love that's inherent and here and essence of this moment, timeless now.